Welcome back to Crow and Fern's Guide to Weird Fiction, Folklore, and Myth Mythology, and Everything in Between, uh, where I, Fern, talk about folklore and mythology, and Crow talks about weird fiction, but not until after her exam in a couple of weeks. Yes. So today... <laughs> Hello, Crow. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Woo! Everyone wish Crow luck. <laughs> yes, and if you believe in prayers, send me your prayers or I will haunt you in your sleep. Like those coffee pastas. <laughs> All right. Nothing yeah. evokes good wishes and prayers on someone's behalf like threats. Because I'm sick and tired of asking politely. I am asserting myself. I will get what I want. Like a confident <laughs> boss babe. Until someone <laughs> says no, and then you go and cry in the corner. And then I start crying. Exactly. Not even in the corner. I'll just have a meltdown in the middle. <laughs> I just, like, collapse on myself like a balloon. So today, we're doing more modern mythology. In fact, today, Ooh. I have a cryptid for you. <laughs> Are you Ooh, ready? Ooh, SCP. This is, this is Ohio's Redacted. Mothman, the one and only Loveland Frogman. Okay, so like I said, we're doing the Loveland Frog Man. <laughs> I keep on trying, wanting to call yes. it the Loveland Frog, so there's like a weird pause, like Frog Man. But man. no, <laughs> this is a, a cryptid that have, goes back to 1955. That was the original sighting. And in fact, there are really only four sightings documented of the Loveland Frog. Man, <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Loveland Frog Man. <laughs> and uh, this one, 1955, like I said, uh, this one is, the first one is the most vague, and there are different variations of it. It's one that clearly has been told, you know, like you tell your younger siblings or like the kids at school or whatever, you know, how these rumors get passed down. And, and it very much has the hallmark of rumors that are passed around like that because there are different variations of it. The basics are this, though. An unnamed businessman or traveling salesman, one or the other, <laughs> was driving down yeah. the road at night, possibly Hopewell Road, but who knows, possibly in May, possibly at 3.30 a.m. These are the details that sometimes are there and sometimes are not, sometimes get changed around. But, you know... Hopewell Road, May 3.30 a.m. We'll go with it. As he's driving yes. to the side of the road, he sees three figures standing erect on their hind legs alongside the side. And each of them are about three to four feet tall. If you're of the metric persuasion, that's like in the 0.9 to 1.2 meters in height kind of range and he said they had leathery skin and frog faces so frogmen are frogs leathery i mean they're not smooth i feel like their skin is very well, soft they're not smooth but it's the, like toads are leathery i feel 
You know what? That is actually a fair point. I actually saw someone else comment that exact same thing that like if you're if you're talking about leathery, toads are more leathery than frogs. And and that's fair. Frogs moisturize, toads don't. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Frogs are soft and tiny. We need their skincare routine. Drop your skincare routine. There are some decent sized frogs, but nothing that would be like three to four feet tall and able to stand on its hind legs. Fair, fair. In other versions, the creatures were spotted under or over a poorly lit bridge. But this next part is pretty consistent. The man is curious, so he pulls over. And as he does, he sees these three frog people interacting and conversing with each other. One of them pulls out like a wand. Sometimes it's described as a wand. Sometimes it's described as a cylinder. Okay. But it has like sparks coming out of the end. Oh. I know. I was kind of thinking like... Avada. I I kept thinking of like those handheld sparklers that you get, you know, you've seen those. Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of, my, I have to admit my first thought when I heard this was like, oh, maybe it's a bunch of kids dressed up or like, you know, playing around with uh, sparklers on the side of the road in the middle of May. (laughs) But they must have had a very convincing costume if Mr. Businessman was... Oh, yeah, yeah. All up in the business. Well, there are other issues with the story, but we'll, we'll go. Oh. He got kind of freaked out by them, and he took off. So he took off running. Okay. It's when he sp- saw the sparks coming out of the end of the cylinder or wand or whatever it was. But, you know, the, the story is he saw them. He stopped and got out of his car so he got a good look at them they were four feet tall leathery skin bipedal heads and faces Mm -hmm. of a frog and frogs are fairly common in that area so you know but not giant frogs giant frogs are not common in that area fair but we can kind of narrow this down because if we're talking about loveland there is a river that goes through it. It's called the Little Miami. It's a tributary of the Ohio River, and it has bridges in several places. So yeah, there definitely are bridges that would fit the narrative of the story, but there's more than yeah. one bridge. So we can't really say like, oh, it would have definitely been this one because there are options, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was the 1955 story, and... The issue with this one, of course, is that it's this unnamed businessman or traveling salesman. One, his job is ambiguous, but perhaps more importantly, he doesn't have a name. He doesn't have an identity. This isn't tied to a real living person that we could go and check with, you know, and ask an interview with. However, every other sighting after that point does have a real live human being tied to it. Okay. After 1955, things were quiet for a while until 1972. And 1972 was the year of the Frogman because there were not one but two of the sightings that happened in this year. And not only did they happen in the same year, they happened in the same month which was March. What? Yes. So this one is significantly more detailed. There is a real human being. In fact, not just a, an 
average plebeian like the rest of us. <laughs> this was a police officer that saw the, the frog man next. So he's on his beat. Okay. His name is Ray Shockey. And he's driving on Riverside Drive near the Totes Boot Factory and the Little Miami River around 1 a.m. So middle of the night in March, which in Ohio is very much still winter, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. The roads were icy, and so he was driving pretty slowly, which is smart. That's what you do when the roads are icy. As he's driving, some unidentified animal runs across the road in front of his vehicle. He stops immediately and is able to stop because he's driving slowly on the ice and not fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And because he stopped in time, you know, like he had a few moments here where the headlights of his car fully illuminated this creature and he got a really good look at it. He described it as crouched like a frog. He he described it as like similarly three to four feet reptilian. He said it was crouched like a frog, but then it got startled and it stood up on its two legs and ran for it. And then there there was a guardrail on the side of the road and he said it climbed over the guardrail and then ran towards the river. Okay. So now this is harder to confirm, but it is said that later on, an investigation by Officer Shockey's fellow officers claimed to find scratch marks or scratches in the guardrail where he said he saw the creature climb over it. However, no pictures of that exist, so that's unfortunate. I do wish they would have taken pictures if there was something. So what we know is it's something that likes to crouch down and kind of act like a frog. And then when it gets startled, maybe runs up on two legs, according to our first actual human witness, (laughs) the one that we can confirm. Well, do you think the other business guy was not human? I think he was not a person. I think he's a made up figment of someone's imagination. I, I don't think there then ever was a businessman. Then how do we know the story? I'm going to get huh? into my theories of the case, but I, I don't believe okay. said businessman was ever a real person. I think this was always a, a figment of someone's imagination. We'll get into that. This officer, on the other hand, is very real. He's unfortunately deceased now, but there are plenty of records of his existence. <laughs> very real human being. I could contest your existence if I wanted. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't put it past you. And I I just want to make a note here, though. Officer Shockey was about 44. I did the math because I know what year he was born. He was about 44 when this happened, but he was a rookie police officer. So he'd had kind of like a later life career change into this whole police officer thing. But he was not a kid, when this happened like he he wasn't young and impressionable you know like he was he was a little bit older a little bit more experienced a little bit more seasoned although it was you know I think maybe his second year I want to say as a police officer so he's still kind of in that rookie phase he was however around he was like 27 when the original 1955 sighting happened so he definitely knew about the frogman okay and his sighting did kind of shake things up people were definitely talking about it and it was only really two weeks later that the next sighting happened and that was March 17th 1972 it was St. Patrick's Day on a Friday 
<laughs> and there was a second Loveland police officer. So the police officers are really out there spotting this thing. His name was Mark Matthews. And I guess, you know, what? it does make sense in a way because the police officers are out there, you know, like they're doing their beats. They're going around town. I think it is more likely that they will see something unusual than like a the average person who might spend a decent amount of time indoors. Although this is the 70s, people got out more, I guess. <laughs> he knew Shockey. Shockey had told him about the sighting. And Matthews had said he didn't believe that the Loveland Frogman was real, but he believed that Shockey had seen something. Like he, he was like, I don't feel like he's lying. I just think he's not right about what he thinks he saw, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. And th- by the way, Matthews is very much a real person who has done interviews not that long ago, honestly. But he, he had a similar report. He saw an unidentified animal crouched alongside the road in the same vicinity of Shockey's sighting. So all of them are kind of in this uh, little Miami River area. Which makes sense if you're a frog. You want to be by the water. So that you can moisturize. What did you say? <laughs> so that you can moisturize. Oh, right. Moisture. I couldn't say, I couldn't hear what she said, but then I was like, what did you say? <laughs> That's not how I meant <laughs> What'd you say, it. What did you say, Pog? grabs me by the collar. <laughs> I didn't mean to like that. <laughs> Anyway, he was driving on Kemper Road near the boot factory when he saw something run across the road. However, it wasn't walking upright and it did not climb over the guardrail as the urban legend of the frogman goes. Instead, he describes it as crawling under the guardrail. And Matthews, being a manly man, red-blooded American, grabbed a gun and he shot it. He just shot the frog. Yes. I mean, like, why? It's a frog. That's what, you know, okay, so that's what pisses me off about a lot of cryptid stories. It's like a lot of these cryptids just are just minding their own business. Like, people are so pissed off about Mothman. Most of the stories I've read that cover Mothman are just like, he's just chilling. I distinctly remember a Mothman story where he was, like, chasing people down in their car with, like, red eyes and they were terrified. Yeah, but, like, what if it was just a joke? What if he's like, oh, oh I'm just going to run after these people? Do we actually have stories of him, like, actually abducting, abducting people and eating them? The Jersey Devil I've heard was, like, up to some shit. In some stories, he's just, like, so nice and misunderstood. In other stories, he's a piece of shit. But, like, Frogman hasn't done anything. Frogman is pure. Frogman wants to do magic. I just picture him wearing one of those baker hats and a nice tweed jacket. (laughs) Well, and this is the truth, because Frogman, there are really no violent encounters with him. Both of these police officers describe Frogman as just running across the road. Even the original 1955 one... There were three of them. They were just chilling off to the side. They didn't chase him. They didn't, like, do anything mean or dangerous for the man. None of these encounters are violent. Frogman actually does seem pretty content to just chill in nature. And he keeps getting sighted by these humans that chase him down or whatever. Or shoot him, like Matthews did. Matthews shot the the frog creature. And... Here's what kind of bothers me about the well there there's more than one thing. In one version, the original version, he shot at it but missed and it goes back into the water. In the more recent version that he's told because he has told more than one version, spoiler alert, he hit it and he put it in the trunk of his car and showed it to Shockey. We're going to get more into that later, but 
yeah, basically, he did retell his story in 2016, because that's when the most recent sighting was. And the 2016 version, to me, seems different. We'll go over it. <laughs> we'll go over it in a minute. Okay. 2016. This time, it's not a police officer. It's a guy named Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend. And they are outside... Guess what they're doing in 2016? What they're outside for? Are they playing Pokemon Go? How did you know? <laughs> because that's what everyone was doing yeah, in 2016. No, it's true. I have a lot of Pokemon Go er friends who played. No, that's actually exactly what they were doing. They were outside playing Pokemon <laughs> Go. <laughs> they were by the banks of a lake called Lake Isabella, which does connect to the Little Miami, if you think like this thing needs to be. Well, you know, for, I don't think frogs would need the bodies of water to be connected, especially if it's a giant one, but now I'm overthinking it. He said, and I'm going to read this quote from him because he, he contacted newspapers and he told his story and he says, we saw a huge frog near the water. Not in the game, but it, this was an actual giant frog. I like how he had to clarify, like, this is not a Pokemon. <laughs> we, we, were not, <laughs> we were not playing Pokemon Go at this Like, point. we know the difference, you guys. <laughs> and yet, I have no record that, of them trying to throw a Pokeball at it, shockingly. Would you try? I mean, wouldn't you? Why not? Could be like a... Yes, I definitely would. <laughs> the Loveland Frogman was squirtle like, all along. I choose along. you, Pikachu, and then... The frogman tries to shove it down my throat. Indeed. All right. Then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. I realize this sounds crazy, but I swear on my grandmother's grave, this is the truth. He said it was about four feet tall. And here's the thing. He actually got pictures and video footage of it. And it is still up there. You can still find it on some... Because he gave this footage to some of the papers that he was talking to. They published it on their various sites. It's also on YouTube. One of them put it up on YouTube. And you can still go and see it. So it is one of those things where there is footage. However, <laughs> it's footage with a lot of issues. And it's the same issues that you always see in footage with cryptids. It's grainy. It's from a distance. It's very dark in this case. So it's really hard to tell what you're looking at. Okay. It's like Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. What you basically see is this figure crouched down in the water with glowing eyes and it's really dark so it's hard to tell but you know people have lightened it up and you can kind of see it does kind of look like a froggish figure bent down in the water I have a couple of issues with this and one is the figure doesn't actually move it's shaky footage you know like Blair Witch found footage style where it's like the camera they did they were not holding still at all and so you might when you first look at it be mistaken into believing like the figure is moving but there's a branch in the the foreground of this image and in the of this footage and if you look at where the figure is relative to the branch it, it's 
consistently in the same place. It does not seem to move at all. And the other issue I have, (laughs) well, there are several issues, but one thing that really bothers me is its eyes. When I say glowing, I don't mean like reflective like cat's eyes are, for example. You know, some animal eyes really do reflect light pretty well. These look like two flashlights (laughs) where the eyes are supposed to be almost. Like it it does not, it looks like man-made lighting. It very much does. Like if you were to tell me like, oh, this is created by the magic of LEDs, I'd be like, yeah, sound that checks out. (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) It it very, very much looks like some sort of, yeah, like I said, man-made lighting. I don't see any sort of creature whatsoever having eyes like that. Like I know that when you shine a light at an animal, sometimes the light eyes can be pretty bright, but in no case have I ever seen footage or actually experienced that where I've shined a light at an animal and said, yeah, that looks about 65 watts, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So That's fair. I feel like that would be cruel, shining a light into an animal's eyes to see if it reflects or not. Yet we're doing it to Frogman. So yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, and you can tell by the way the li- the eyes reflect in the water. It's it really looks like a flashlight reflecting in the water. I can't see a creature's eyes reflecting in the water like that. You know, like it just it it looks questionable to me. I will link to the footage though. I'll I'll put a link to the YouTube footage, and you can go and judge for yourself. I have to admit, like the the picture when you get the picture of it lightened up so you can kind of see it a little bit better. It is kind of an eerie picture, but am I convinced that it's not some sort of like made figure figure that they put in the water with lights for eyes? You know, the whole Nessie fake thing where they like did a a figurine and floated the the figure in the water and took pictures. This very much has that feel to me. Okay, okay. So do I think this is real or do I think this is a couple of, I don't know, young 20-somethings who wanted internet attention and made an interesting fake. I'm going to go with the latter. I will say also that there was a blog that tried to recreate the footage the way it looked, and they did it pretty successfully with a figurine with light-up eyes. So, you know. (laughs) Fair. Can't we argue that technically you can recreate anything? Yeah. Like with the, you know, level of technology we have now, things like photo manipulation. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to say more. But basically, like, I feel like artists can recreate pretty much anything that's out there right now. Some people just, like, through traditional art are just so good mm-hmm. at, real, like, realism or mixing realism with fantasy that they can produce whatever it is, you know, like the pictures uh-huh. that you have of Frogman. I, I don't think this one, the video is manipulated. I don't think it needs to be. It doesn't look like something that would be very complicated to recreate, if I'm being honest. I see. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel like if you had like any artistic, you don't even need a lot of artistic ability. You just need like enough to make a dark silhouette Um, because you can't make anything out really clearly, even in the like the still image that they lightened up. I, I don't think it would be hard to recreate. I think it would actually be easier to physically recreate than it would be to like digitally manipulate it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Especially in 2016, okay, okay. you know, technology, that's only what, six years ago, no, seven years ago now, but technology has come a ways. <laughs> okay. As far as like difficulty in recreating that, I feel like that would actually be much easier to recreate than say like that very famous footage of Bigfoot where they have the Bigfoot walking, you know, they, I, was like in the 60s or 70s i can't remember you've seen that right yes yeah okay yes i have they even referenced it in sam and matt oh that's right okay remember yes i want focus (laughs) yeah that episode even though a lot of people were dubious about this new sighting it got everyone talking about the old sightings and because everyone was talking about it Officer Matthews came forward and changed his story. <laughs> okay. What he says now is he kind of walked it back because originally he it was more of like a traditional frogman sighting, but now he he came forward and he's like it's it's really looked more like a large lizard. I think it could have been an iguana, like in maybe something that was an escaped pet or, you know, that people released into the wild cuz they were sick of it and I didn't recognize that that's what it was because it had lost its tail. So at this point, he's saying he thinks it was an iguana that lost its tail. He also said, and this is uh, this is kind of a dick mood to me, but he says, um, since Officer Shockey's report wasn't being taken too seriously, he thought he'd come forward to support Officer Shockey. So he was being a good guy. He was being benevolent and backing up his fellow brother-in-arms. What a weird thing to support him on though i know i know and the fact that you know like at first he was like no this is what happened and he did um interviews and he told his story and now he's changing it and he's saying like no no i was just doing shocky a solid that's what we brothers in blue do you know and that to me i don't know that doesn't sit well with me (laughs) would you make up a cryptid for me hell yes I would. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Are we not sisters? <laughs> of course, I've got would your you back. Like, just wait for a couple of decades. Here's the thing, though. You've got to make it a good cryptid. If it's a shit cryptid, I'm gonna be like, I don't know her. But if it's a good cryptid, I'm gonna be I like, yes, I saw it too. So you're just in it for the fame, fam. Well, if everyone is gonna be able to see through your like shaky Pokemon Go story, then yeah, because no one's gonna believe it anyway. <laughs> you've you've got to have like a- I will make a cryptid that is so good everyone will want to sleep with it. It'll be the next big thing you'll see. Okay, tell me what's your cryptid. Tell me what your cryptid is. I feel like if I ended up making a cryptid, I'm probably going to end up making something that is that already exists, like a freaking cannibalistic. I don't even some kind of sea creature what would your cryptid be a cannibalistic sea creature so a mermaid a mermaid basically (laughs) yeah yeah basically i'd make it a mermaid okay so my cryptid you know what maybe i would go for like oh let me think i haven't thought about this but you know what i would go for like a a lynx human like a lynx lynx men because they're so shy and they hide in the woods anyway and they make really creepy sounds they do they do (laughs) i'm thinking like the. wouldn't that just be a fursona well no it's got magic too just to throw you off (laughs) well fursonas can have magic it's not a fursona i mean how is how is frogman not a fursona but lynx man is i never said that frogman wasn't a fursona frogman is probably someone's fursona 
From the 50s? Out there. What would your fursona be? I don't know. Mine would be ocelot woman. It's And not a crow? I don't... Okay, I guess crow woman would be the other one. Okay. <laughs> but then that, like, it wouldn't be a fursona because I'm a crow. But if I was a crow and oh, I was okay. wearing okay. an ocelot suit, then that would be my fursona. I'm trying to picture that now. That That is a wild image. It really is. AI art would have a grand old time trying to recreate that. I am going to try that when we get off this. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see what it comes up with. You never know. You never know. Sometimes it, it comes know. up with something brilliant. Sometimes it comes up with something very, very Tell cursed. us about your wacky cryptids, oh dear listener. Send us <laughs> an email right. or, I don't know, Fern, maybe make up a, a question. Yeah, I don't know. Spotify. Yeah, no, I think that's a good one. What would your what would your cursed cryptid be? Cryptid be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it needs to be cursed. It needs to be cursed. Of course it needs to be cursed. Mine, yes. uh, mine is yes. performing witchcraft in the woods. My, my link, lynxman. The old magic. The old ways. They're not lost. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, well, now I have completely lost my place. Oh, you were saying about how someone was defaming Officer Shockey. That's right. It was Officer Matthews. And he said yes. it was and is no monster. It was not leathery. It was not three to five feet tall. It did not stand erect. It was just some sort of lizard, obviously. Clearly um, had to be like something that had gotten too big for its aquarium again the the word iguana was brought up several times but you know not with certainty could have been something else could have been some other type of lizard and it either escaped by accident or the family got tired of it and released it into the wild he said it was less than three feet in length which is not what he said the original the first time yes and he said it was probably blinded by my headlights but it was not acting aggressively, it was running away. He also said that he he theorized, <laughs> he postulated that this cold-blooded animal, because remember lizards are very cold-blooded and March in Ohio is not exactly warm and toasty. He said it was probably living near some pipes that released water that was used for cooling the ovens in the boot factory. And so these warm pipes were keeping it, you know, nice and toasty in the winter. Now, okay. let's just dissect these claims because I have feelings about this. <laughs> Iguanas, no, they do not live in Ohio's climate. It's too cold. In fact, if you released an iguana into the wild, it would not do well in Ohio. It would not survive the winter. There are okay. other lizards that can, but FYI, lizards are all cold-blooded, and if it gets too cold, they hibernate. Some of them are more adjusted to hibernation than others, but it is something that lizards can do. If this story that it was like possibly an iguana, an escaped iguana, is true, then it would have had to be like a pet that was released. Like his theory that, you know, oh, this was a pet that was released or it was, you know, a pet that escaped. That would have to be the case because any other lizard that big, any lizard that big is not going to do well in that kind of weather. So the facts that could support it being an iguana, iguanas can run on their back legs. In fact, they're not the only lizard that can. And they will often play dead. They'll imitate logs, you know, to try and get things to just move on and not investigate them. And they'll do that pretty much until they're very certain that 
playing dead has not worked and they just need to skedaddle. And so something staying crouched down and then deciding to like run off, that is actually something that uh, an iguana could do. So that is not outside the realm of possibility that feels like behavior that is accurate to some of these bigger lizards. Okay. Here we're going to get into some of the issues with this. Iguanas do not handle the cold well at all. In fact, once it gets like mid to lower 40s, they go into a state of rigor and they fall over. Now, it's kind of like a a stunned state. If you warm them back up, they will revive as long as, you know, it wasn't too long or too cold. But this has actually been a problem (laughs) recently in Florida with the the weird cold snaps that we've been getting as um, people have reported iguanas falling out of trees. (laughs) It's, It's actually a little bit of a hazard right now. Like, watch out for falling iguanas because Florida got some cold temperatures that it normally doesn't get and the local iguana population has been going into rigor and falling out of trees. (laughs) So that's fun. (laughs) That's about seven degrees Celsius, by the way, for those of you who are more metrically inclined. Like me. Like you. So it doesn't even really need to get down to freezing temperatures before they run into issues. Okay. And in fact, that is one of the issues that I have is um, both of these men described seeing it run at night. And if there's anyone out there who is really unfamiliar with reptiles, lizards are not known for being fast at night. They're known for being fast during the day when they've had a chance to, you know, soak up some sun, warm up, get their blood pumping because they're cold-blooded. They don't have the ability to, to warm themselves. And so typically they go into a fairly dormant state at night and they'll usually try and go into go somewhere where they won't be seen because they're pretty vulnerable at that point. Even if they do need to move, they're not going to be running super fast. They're emotionally vulnerable. (laughs) They just need to hide their shame. We support you frogs and lizards and iguanas. So Shaki specifically said that he was driving slow because the roads were icy, which means that the temperatures had to be at least 32 degrees, right? Or or thereabouts, which okay. is far past the the temperatures that an iguana would fall over at. Like you're not going to have any active lizards running around at 32 degrees. And so you might say, okay, well Matthew's sighting was a a couple of weeks later, so it might have been warmer, right? Well, as it turns out, they keep records of temperatures in places uh, going back decades. So I found a site where I could look up the temperature of Loveland, Ohio on March 17th, 1972. This is why I love you. Most of the day, it was in the 30s somewhere in the 30s. There was a spike around the middle of the day where it did hit 46 about 1 p.m., but that was about it. Like 46 is still cold enough that they're not, they're going to be going into rigor, not coming out of it, you know? So unless okay. we're talking about two different scenarios where someone just barely dropped off their pet iguana, like maybe minutes before into the little Miami area and the creature hadn't had time to like fall into a torpor, which it does take them a few hours to do that. And they had both lost their tail and it would have to be like two different ones because the 
initial iguana would not have survived that long. The yeah. two weeks would not have survived that long. Um, so it would have to be a different separate iguana in the exact same situation. So it's not an iguana. There's no way it's an iguana. Uh, especially when you consider that he's saying like, okay, so this creature was three to three and a half feet and it had lost its tail. Well, green iguanas do get to like the three, three and a half foot long mark, but that is with their tail, you know? <laughs> the tail yeah, is a significant yeah. part of the length there. And so if you're talking about a type of lizard that is long enough to be three to three and a half feet, possibly even up to five feet, with its tail off, there are very, very few lizards that would fit into that category. And quite frankly, they're all cold-blooded. None of them are going to be like running around in the middle of a cold Ohio night in freezing temperatures. Yes. So Go off, girl. <laughs> none of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing in Matthew's later versions of the story he shot the iguana like when he came forward in 2016 he says I shot the iguana I grabbed it and I put it in the trunk of my car and then I drove over to Shockey's place and I popped the trunk and I showed Shockey and Shockey was like yeah that's what I saw so not only did he get a close-up look of this thing, but he handled it. Like, he had its corpse, you know? Did he ever show oh, anyone yeah. that corpse besides Shockey? No, he did not. Like, why did this not make front page in Loveland newspapers, you know? If he had the body, would you not, like, if you had the body of something that was believed to be a cryptid, would you not show someone? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would send you a million pictures. I know, I know. Like, Fern, look at the dead lizard I have. Don't report me. Here's the thing. If you have the corpse of it, you can get a really good look at it. You're not like, oh, this was something that ran out in front of me in the middle of the night and I got kind of a fleeting glance, but I'm a little foggy on the details. No, he had the, the fucking body, right? And <laughs> he still said it looked like an iguana, but we know that it couldn't have been an iguana. It couldn't have been any type of lizard. It couldn't have been something cold-blooded, quite frankly, because anything that could survive in Ohio temperatures as a cold-blooded animal would be in hibernation at that point because the, the temperatures were just too cold. Okay. And so I hate to say it, but I think the man is lying. <laughs> I don't believe his story. Everyone is shocked. I don't believe his story. A woman just passed The, the out. facts don't fit. And the other unfortunate but convenient for him fact is uh, Officer Shockey had passed in 2014. So mm. if Matthews was lying and he never showed the body of this frogman to Officer Shockey, Shockey never had the opportunity to come, to come forward and set this story straight. Like This is conveniently after his death and only after his death that Matthews is saying, yeah, I showed it to Shockey and he said that was what he saw. So okay. that is convenient. <laughs> My theory with Matthews, because this does not seem to be true, <laughs> is that he heard... Shockey's story in 1972 and for whatever reason he chose to come forward and tell his own story. I'm not going to impose 
meaning onto that. I'm not going to say like, oh, it was because of this or because of that, that he came forward and he, he shared his own story, you know? Okay. But 40 years later, he was regretting it. You know, that's, that's a long time to think about it. He'd had a lot of decades of people seeing him as like the easiest source of information like he was the one that people tended to stop and ask questions to I think he was over it I think he wanted the whole thing to be in the past he thought it was done and then all of a sudden this Loveland Frogman story is revived by these Pokemon Go kids you know the the couple who (laughs) supposedly got footage and he was like no I'm not going through this again I'm done Um, but I don't want to admit I was lying in the first story in 1972 so he comes up with an explanation that he thinks is plausible to kind of say like no I don't actually think this was anything out of the ordinary I think it was just like something that has a very logical explanation and he reached a little too far you know like if he said I thought it might have been an iguana but you know it disappeared into the bushes or and I never got a proper look okay well that's one thing you know like you can easily mistake a sighting it happens all the time but when you start saying like I had this thing I shot it and I put it in the trunk of my car so I got a like super good look at it and it was just a tailless lizard then at that point I'm going to scrutinize a little bit further because you've given me more to scrutinize (laughs) and the facts are not adding up here so I don't think Matthews was being truthful I am not going to say the same thing for Shockey because I I don't think he ever really tried to capitalize on the fame. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he did a press tour or anything like that. It seems like he told his story and then was done with it. And I think it's very possible that he did see something and we're just not sure what. Yes. When you think about it, out of the four sightings, Shockey's is the most reliable. It's the most believable because the 1955 one... Like, I don't think there was a real businessman there. I'm going to get into that one in a minute. I'm excited to see you get into that because I feel like it was the first sighting. Mm -hmm. The first sighting. Yeah, we'll get into some possible explanations for why that happened. Shockey, I do think, saw something. I do think he saw something. I don't think he was lying. I just don't think it was a frogman. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give some ideas of what it could have been. Matthews, I think, the fact that he came forward with his story two weeks later and the facts don't line up and he got pretty ambitious and what he said happened, you know, that he had the body of this yes. thing and he never showed anyone besides Shockey. <laughs> that does mm-hmm, not sit mm-hmm. well with me. And then the Pokemon Go one look at the footage yourself. I mean, I'm open to persuasion, but I think it's a hoax. I think it was just straight up a hoax. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I do. Okay. 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 So possible explanations. Now, you know, a lot of these stories, when you have cryptids in the U.S., people are like, well, were there Native American stories about this? Are there indigenous stories that predate this of, of something similar? And there is the story of something called a Shanahook or a river demon, described as a bipedal reptile that lived along the banks of the Little Miami River. And, you know, supposedly it's something that the Shawnee warriors fought to keep at bay. However, (laughs) when you try to find references of the Shanahook, you find it as an explanation linked to the Loveland Frogman. Where you do not tend to find it is in actual Shawnee folklore and mythology. So, I'm going to quote Ryan Hopt of Skeptoid. 
I hope I said his name right. I'm sorry if I didn't, Ryan. <laughs> but he said, and I, I think this is a really great quote. He says, as far as I can tell, this represents little more than a likely false appeal to antiquity or the wisdom of the ancients, as well as possibly attaching a bit of Sasquatch-esque significance to the frogman. And that makes sense to me because, you know, people are like, oh, well, there are stories of like the hairy men in indigenous folklore around the areas. Frogman should have something similar. And if there wasn't something, who's to say someone didn't just make something up along the way? You know, (laughs) that to me seems possible. One theory is mangy animal theory. People have suggested dogs, coyotes, or a hybrid of the two. Because if it's it has mange, you know, and the fur has fallen off, the skin can appear quite leathery. I don't know if you've seen a mangy animal up close, but it, it you definitely do get kind of a leathery look. People say like, oh, everyone just goes straight to the mangy animal explanation for cryptids. But the truth is like mangy animals look very, very different than they normally Mm. do. And it can be quite shocking to see. There are some heartbreaking pics in this. So just like trigger warning before you actually look That is very true because keep in mind that mange is a skin disease. It will cause the animal's fur to fall out. It's not a a pretty thing. But definitely the, the mange bear theory has been thrown out around as an explanation for Sasquatch. And when I saw a mangy bear for the first time, obviously not in person, like a video of it, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> that is a more plausible theory than I had they originally thought. They look really fucking creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. Mangy bears. They really do. It could have been something like a small mangy bear, like maybe a juvenile or something like that, that for whatever reason had uh, woken up out of hibernation. Any animal with mange is going to look very odd and very different than what we're used to seeing. And it would give it that kind of leathery look, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because any animal that has mange that far progressed is not in a good state. It is not a good thing for them at all. Tell us about why you think the businessman is bullshit. Okay, let's go into that. So... Yes. That businessman story happened in 1955, right? Mm, Something significant happened in 1954 that I think could have inspired this. And it is the release of the movie The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Hmm. If you are not familiar with that, that is a classic B-monster movie. I am familiar. Yeah, yeah. well, for any of our listeners who might not be. Oh, sorry. Right, sorry. right. Yeah. <laughs> I made it about me. Sorry, sorry. It usually is about you, in fairness. No. That movie does actually have a frogman that would kind of fit into the same general description of the Loveland Frogman. And here's the thing. It's the 50s. You just saw this creepy movie and maybe your kid siblings haven't and you want to kind of mess with them a little bit. Why not tell a story about a businessman the very next year after this movie came out who saw these creepy frogmen like just to mess with yourself? I have to admit, I would have done this. I have brothers, (laughs) some of which are younger than me. I have convinced them of the dumbest shit before. I did convince one, like one of my brothers was very afraid of ghosts, so I convinced him when he made finger guns, it was actually guns, and it would shoot ghosts and they would die. And I caught him shooting ghosts in the middle of the night way later than I should have (laughs) with his finger guns. That's so fucking funny. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) Yep. Holy shit. Why would you do that? 
because he was too scared to go to sleep. I had good intentions. This next one, yes. I did not have good intentions, though. So none of us wanted to sit in the middle seat of our family van. And so I convinced the youngest one, who shall not be named, that whoever sat in the middle seat would be a movie star for a day. I don't know how I managed to convince him so effectively of this, but I did. I hope you fucking send this episode to him. <laughs> he knows who he is. <laughs> And I moved out of the house. He's gonna watch this and be like, my life is a lie. (laughs) I moved out of the house before he stopped believing that was true. Oh my god. (laughs) I know. (sighs) The evil laughter. Just, you know, pure evil. For the good of the family, I guess. I absolutely see, like, some older sibling was allowed to see this movie or snuck out and saw this movie and then just started telling, like, their younger siblings or the neighborhood kids just to freak them out about this, like, frogman that some businessman, some unnamed businessman saw. I absolutely can see that happening. Like, just as someone with siblings myself, that is absolute sibling bullshit, like, to a T. I can see it happening, yeah. Yeah, I think it just grew from there. Because if you have in your mind that there is a frogman in the river somewhere, and, you know, because remember, Shockey was 27, I think, when this story started going around. So he would have been very familiar with it. He would have probably had people tell it to him. He would have told it to other people. I, I think it was very much something that he was aware of. And so then let's jump forward to to he's in his 40s he sees something he doesn't know what it is and what does he interpret it as he goes back to the story that he remembered hearing a decade and a half ago about the frogman i think that's what happened i think i'm not sure exactly what he saw i think some sort of mangy animal is uh, very probable, but I'm sure there are other things that could potentially fit the bill and that could have also even left claw marks on the guardrail. So that's that's that. And I just want to say, like, as a nice little fun fact, in May of 2014, mm-hmm. the Loveland Frog Legend was made into a musical <laughs> titled Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. <laughs> Isn't that a great title? I I do like the title. I think that's great. Hot damn. Hot damn. It's a Loveland frog. Picture everyone wearing Baker hats and, I don't know, singing in a Boston accent. But I do wonder if the production of that musical kind of sparked people's interest in the Loveland frog again. And then, like, two years later, people are like, wouldn't it be cool if we did, like, a fake Loveland frog and recorded, like, shaky video of it and sent it around to the news? teams like wouldn't that be hilarious that you know there's this 2014 musical and then there's the 2016 pokemon go sighting but it it could be coincidence i don't know i'm just kind of guessing the song is on spotify hot damn i'm the loveland frog i did find one song on youtube that i listened to that's the one yeah it's on spotify it was interesting feel free to give it a listen it's part of an album i'm gonna send you the link to the youtube video Okay. And I want you to look at it, and I want Crow's professional analysis as a doctor, because it's a doctor that makes you a professional in all areas. In everything. Yes. Literally everything. Literally everything. Imagine if I, like, attend the PLAB exam, and they just pull up a picture of the Frogman video, and they're like, analyze this. 
<laughs> Aren't I supposed to? No, no, no. Sit, shut the fuck up and analyze this video. It's loading. Tell me what you think. It looks like a car. It's so dark. It's really hard to tell what you're looking at. I, I get that. It looks like a... Oh, okay, fine. So it goes from side to side. So like, if it wasn't a car, then it looks like something out of How to Train Your Dragon. That's how big the eyes are. But I do get that you're right. It does. It doesn't look like light reflecting off the eyes of an animal at all. It looks like something that's producing light with its eyes. Yes. And I don't think that's something that exists. I don't think it's moving side to side. I think the person holding the camera is not holding the camera steady. No, but it looks like it's turning its head at some point. Like they start recording, yeah, from like the right hand side and then it looks like it's looking at you and then... The other side of it shows. Uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> I sent you the lightened picture, and you can take a look at that too. I think that could be someone in a costume as well, but I Aww, still. You get it. He's tiny. He's a tiny baby. <laughs> And I also do not think it's real. You're right. Like, I can see what you're saying now. To me, it does not look like an actual frogman. It doesn't even look like an actual photo. It looks like uh, something that you would see on the SCP wiki. It's definitely very grainy. It's not a great image, but it's what we've got. <laughs> so I'm pressing X to doubt yeah. on this whole thing. The only one person that I think was, like, being sincere and honestly saying, like, I saw something is Shockey, Officer Shockey. I think he saw something. I just don't think it was a frogman. Okay. He made us believe in a slightly more magical world. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Frogman isn't hurting anyone. There's no stories of frogman doing anything sinister. Just being kind of no scary problem. in the dark, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let frogman be. If you choose to believe in frogman, all the more power to you. I believe in him. I will put the link to the video in the show notes so anyone who wants to take a look for themselves is welcome to and yeah check out frogman check out the found footage let us know what you think and also of course tell us what your made-up cryptid would be because that sounds fun <laughs> because it would cheer me up before the exam if you want to cheer a random stranger up send me the cryptids if you and also if you're a bad human being and you just want to keep me up and not allow me to study because i'm so scared of cryptids also send them so if you're good send them if you're bad send them you really can't lose i need someone to create a lagomorph cryptid you know like a hair h-a-r-e i will come for you <laughs> <laughs> just to keep Crow up. Because we all know how much she loves <laughs> lagomorphs. I fucking, like, holy shit. Anyway, any last thoughts before we go, Crow? I like Frogman. I support him. And if he, I know that he's out there. He's a peaceful being. He's just chilling. He's literally just chilling, having a good time. Anyway. Yes. Where can they find us? If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to give us a follow. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Music, and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you really enjoyed this episode, then feel free to leave us a review because we would love to hear what you think. Also, if you want to follow our social media, we're available on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and most recently, Tumblr. So, oh, and also we have an email if you guys want to send us your weird-ass cryptids or weird stories or tell us what you want us to talk about next. But until next time, this is Crow and this is Fern signing off. Bye!